pueda decir algo primero, antes de comenzar a cantar, le voy a decir algo sobre el canto, para que puedan quizás apreciar mejor entonces los beneficios que podemos sacar de él. It's something like, I can't eat it for your sake. Es algo así como una comida que no puedo comer por ustedes. If I eat, your stomachs will be still empty. Si yo como por ustedes, los estómagos de ustedes estarán todavía vacíos. So if you want to feel the beautiful and beneficial vibration, you should chant it. By doing this chant, you will be elevating yourself to a higher level. And when we all chant together, we will have a common vibration to communicate better. So, I would certainly request you all to try this, and uh, it's mainly for the vibration. It should not disturb you in any way from your religious beliefs. Particularly this chant is very universal and it doesn't belong to any particular religion. Maybe I would like to ask you all to sit a little straight and then be relaxed, keep the spine erect. Yeah. And uh, when you repeat the letters, ha, ri, om, begin the ha at the very navel. Take this as a sort of exercise with sound. So when you say aha, you should feel a nice kick at the navel area. You can feel it that way. Just try ha. Ha. See? Do you, do you feel the kick here? Good. Your, your sound or your energy is just sleeping here. And you have to rouse it up. This is the best way of pepping yourself up. 
You don't need a pig or an extra puff to pep yourself up. Yeah. Simply one Hari Om is good and it is more or less equivalent to your 200 millimeter extra long. You all know the 120 millimeter extra long. <laughs> But this is 200 millimeter long. And it doesn't have nicotine poison in it. It's all fresh and nectarine. Okay, when you say aha, you feel the jerk here. And then when you say re, the sound comes up to your throat. And then the moment you start saying oh, from the throat above the whole head vibrates. And when you close the mouth to say mm, the vibration tries to raise up above your head. So literally you are going to lift yourself up and above to have communication from above. It's a very simple but efficient practice to have communication with above. Whoever constantly keeps communication with the higher sources are called holy or divine people or yogis. I know you are all familiar with Bible. At one point the Bible says the kingdom is in the middle of the children. Why should the kingdom be with the children? Because they are still having communication with the higher source. Which is called God. That's why their heads are not closed. If you ever feel the head of a baby, you will see an eyes opening here just covered with thin skin. So they are all still open people and not closed up. And as we grow older, we get closed up and we get harder also. Hmm? 
That's why after some time we are called hard nuts. We have to soften ourselves again. We have to become babies. Then we can have the same communication again. So this this chant will soften. Every one of you. Don't feel shy. No, no, que no se sean tímidos. Sometimes we we make lot of different noises, and we are not shy. This is a better sound. We need not be shy about that. And do it in a sort of meditative way. Try to listen to your own sound. Now. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Om. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 
Did you feel something nice? Hmm? Hmm? It's a very, very simple method. Anybody could do it, and you can try it when you are a little disturbed, when you are tired, or when you are in. Uh, not in a good shape, physically or mentally. The sound heals your body and mind. It opens up your own 
capabilities. Do not just think that this is a sort of old blind method. But it is very scientific too. It is old, but it is very scientific. I don't hear you. I seem to be talking louder than you, is it? Am I talking louder than you? <laughs> You should not touch the microphone, eh? because the microphone makes noise. Eh? Eh? Maybe I, I should come closer like this. Eh? Eh? Is it? Ca can you lift the microphone and put it something? Maybe that's good, eh? because I don't see the... Eh? I don't feel the... Huh? Huh? That's too high, I think. Eh? Can you, can you take this off? Take this off. That's good. That's beautiful. People will say that I am beating my own drum now. Huh? 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 If you boast yourself in English. If a person boasts himself, they say he is beating his own drum. I hope eh? I don't do that. I said this method is very scientific because it's now, in this age, the scientists are recognizing the great importance of sound and its uses. They are even making machines that could produce sound And with that sound, they can do many things. Many of you might know that delicate jewelries and delicate mechanisms like watches and others are being cleaned with sound vibration. Now, the doctors are using ultrasonic boom to locate certain cells in the body. 
doctores están usando uh, sonidos ultrasónicos uh, para descubrir células en el cuerpo. A couple of years back, I read an article about a bathtub without water, and you go sit in it, switch on the line, and it sends an ultrasonic boom all around your body, and within a few minutes you come out well cleaned as if you have taken a bath. It's something like a steam cabinet which you might have seen. You sit inside, cover your body with the head outside and turn on the switch. There is no water, there is no soap necessary and you take a bath. I was very interested in that but when I saw the price, it was prohibitive. <laughs> they wanted 6,600 American dollars for that. But at least I learned that such things are possible with the help of sound. In the Orient, you have heard of people charming snakes with sound. Even in the West, they have found out that when you play a nice soft music, the cows give more milk. In India, particularly in South India, where paddy grows a lot, they tried this music method to make the paddy grow well. In uh, India, uh, South India, particularly a place called Tanjore. South India. South India. The, the musicians, the, mainly the pipe musicians, it's called Nadaswaram, they asked the musicians to play a particular note sitting in the field and all round to a particular distance, 
the paddy grow well and the paddy that couldn't hear the music didn't grow that well. Many of you people might have this experience of going and talking to your own rose bushes and chrysanthemums. If you haven't done so, start doing tomorrow itself. You will see better roses and the plants grow well. They talk to you, they love you. Because they all feel your love, they all listen to your loving words. I'm just giving you certain proofs how everything in nature responds to sound. That's why several thousands of years ago itself the yogis realized the importance of sound and they used sound for many purposes. They just call those sounds as mantrams. Are the holy names. And certainly the sounds need not be always holy. Just like any force of nature could be used for good or bad purpose, sound also could be used for bad purpose. People who do black magic, voodoo and things like that, they use sounds for a bad purpose. So you can make or break with sounds. So that is the reason why we use some of the beautiful chantings to elevate our own inner potentialities. It's very simple. Anybody could do it. That's the reason why almost every religion uses sound. 
Repeating the holy names constantly is found in Greek Orthodox monasteries, in Christian world, in Buddhist world, in Islamic world, as well as Hindu world. Particularly you repeat, you select one sound and repeat it constantly to develop certain particular vibrations in your system. That repetition is called japa in Sanskrit. Unfortunately, the Christian world is slowly forgetting that importance. About three years back, in America, at the Notre Dame University, they had a six-day conference entirely for the Catholic leaders in the religious field. And somehow they wanted me to come and take one day out of those six days and to talk to them and to give them practical lessons which we use in the name of yoga. And I had the opportunity to introduce the Hatha Yoga postures, breathing, and the Japa Yoga also. And at the end of the day, the father who was coordinating the conference came up and said that at least through Swamiji we have learnt the importance of the repetition which we had before and forgotten now. And they decided to recommend this practice to their own followers in almost all the churches. Y 
su, sus discípulos uh, y congregaciones por todo el mundo. Many of you might remember that almost all the Catholics had a rosary. But slowly the rosary became an ornament and it was never used to repeat the mantras, the holy names. So, in that conference they decided to resume that practice of repetition of the holy names. If you still don't like your father and mother, you can even say sister in the heaven or brother in the heaven. Or if you don't like any of your family members, you can just call him the friend of the <laughs> the friend in the heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and you see this kind of relationship in the Hindu faith. The Hindu is free to have any sort of relationship with God and follow Him or call Him. You may be even surprised to hear me saying that if you don't like any of this nice relationship, even you can treat him as your enemy and have a relationship with him. There were devotees who treated God as their enemies and realized God even earlier than the people who treated him as friends. And the scientific reason for it is that you remember him more as an enemy than as a friend. <laughs> You may easily forget your friends, but never your enemy. <laughs> and God says, treat me any way you want, as long as you remember me, you will have me. Because there is an English proverb which says, as you think, so you become. And that's what you call meditation. The continuous thinking of God is meditation. If you continuously think of God, you become God. So you should you should at least think of something nice to become that. Don't try to think of something ugly 
you might become that. Imagine somebody thinks of a monkey constantly. <laughs> What will he become? You won't see him on the ground, you'll see him on the tree. That's why the Chinese monkeys eh, advise us not to think of bad, not to see bad, not to hear bad, not to speak bad. Because if you keep on thinking bad, you will become bad. That's why even among your friends and people around you, don't always think bad side of the people. Everybody has good and bad. Always appreciate the good side and you'll become good. Because we all ultimately want to become better people. Somehow there is a lot of dirt in our bodies and minds. And the more we and the more we clean it, the more we bring our true light, the bring the God in us. It's probably in Venezuela I should talk about the oil industry. When you simply drill the ground, you get a sort of oil which you call crude oil. It's crude. And when that crude oil goes through the processing, through the refineries, ultimately you get super gasoline. Petrol, super petrol. Eh? It's not that they have put super power into the crude oil, instead they simply refine the crude oil and the same crude oil, when it refined, it, it, it expresses its own capacity as gasoline.
el crudo, el petróleo crudo simplemente refinan el petróleo crudo y entonces sale esa gasolina clara y fina. That's why you call this processing as refinery process. I'm going to create some problem with the, the translator by giving some puns. You call the process as refinement. So what do you mean by refinement? Huh? You have the same term, refinamento? Huh? Refinement. Refinement. Huh? Oh, that's easy then. Huh? See, the word refinement says that you are returning the stuff back to its finement. La palabra refinar significa regresar la, la, el, la, la, la materia al estado fino. Refining. Refinar. Hmm? Some, something like you return, you went away, you return. Hmm? Algo así como volver. Hmm? Uno se va y vuelve. Hmm? The, the tree. The prefix re stands for returning back to original state. That means it was originally fine. Somehow it became crude. And you are returning that fineness back through refineries. People are also like that. When you were born as a baby, you were fine. There was no bad qualities in a baby. That's why the baby's face expresses the God in him. Among the children you see kingdom of heaven. Without even any makeup, the face looks divine. We make do all makeup. Have you ever seen a mother doing makeup on the face face of a baby? They don't need to. Because it's already fine, divine. Huh? A, a beautiful smile is enough to bring all gods to you. And remember, every one of us were born like that. And what happened to us now? We have to make ourselves fine now. We were fine. Somehow we lost it. 
Now we have to make ourselves fine. And unfortunately, to make ourselves fine, we seek the aid of artificial things. The babies have cosmic beauty, and we seem to have cosmetic beauty. <laughs> so originally we were all fine, and somehow we got defined. Defining means falling down from the fineness. That's why even in the questions about citizenship or immigration or here there, they ask you, what is your definition? You have definition, definition, huh? definition. Yeah. What is definition? You are fine, now you have come down, defining. You have depromoted, demoted. Because definitions divide us. My definition is different from your definition, so I am different from you. So we all have different definitions, and so we are all divided, separated, and we fight with each other. And the babies do not have definitions, they are fine, so they love each other and play with each other. The babies do not make any distinction and poor, friend and enemy. You see that equal vision in babies. That equal vision is what you call yoga. And whoever lives with that equal vision is a divine person, we say. Between white and black, rich and poor, friend and enemy. You see that equal vision in babies. That equal vision is what you call yoga. And whoever lives with that equal vision is a divine person, we say. Because God has equal vision. 
He loves everybody, including the person who goes and demolishes his own church and temple. So, the sign of divine life or yoga is to keep this equanimity, equal vision always. And that we see in babies. Now, the babies were fine, we got defined, and what should we do? We should raise above these definitions. And become fine again. Whoever has done that is called a refined man. So the process is you were fine, you got defined, now you have to refine. That is the purpose of all the religions and of yoga too. So all our practices, all our daily actions should help us in refining our bodies and minds. That means to clear our body from all the toxins, clear our minds from all the sins. Because physically it is toxin, mentally it is sin. Once it's all cleaned, we are refined again. Now coming back to the sound practice, as I told you earlier, the ultrasonic vibrations clean you very well. Have regular chants, regular prayers, repeat the holy names constantly or as much as possible, the sound will clean your body and mind. Because after all, what is disease? Again, to make a little pun, disease is nothing but disturbed ease. You were at ease, somehow you lost your ease, 
and you call yourself this East. So find out what caused the disturbance of your ease and push it aside and stay away from that, you are at ease again. Now, in the physical level, what causes us disease? The baby's bodies were so supple and so pretty, so relaxed. You can you can very well see the baby's bodies as sort of made of rubber. Slowly the bodies get tensed up, becomes rigid. And we simply say the child is growing. <laughs> the child is need not grow in stiffness. It can still grow in the same suppleness. What makes it stiff? Now, at this point, let us think of an example. Your, your windows, doors of the windows of your house. If you leave the windows unused, either closed or opened for a long time, and if the hinges get rusted, Hinge. Oh, I'm using all my technical terms. Eh? Oh. Then the window doors become stiff. So the stiffness is caused by the rust that's formed in the hinges. In the same way, in the bodies also, the hinges are very loose in the beginning. You can move the limbs any way you want, the body any way you want, like a baby. But gradually certain toxins get into the body and they make the joints stiff. And where do they come in? 
by mainly our food. The food that we eat, the liquids that we drink, the air that we breathe in, they all bring toxins into our system. So the very beginning of yoga is to take care of the intakes. If you want to be a good yogi, at least physically, you should eat the right food, clean food, drink the clean liquid, breathe in clean air. So always see that your food is free from toxins. And I would like to say at this point that clean food, clean liquid and clean air is either very cheap or free. You can buy cheap an apple, but you have to pay a little more for an apple pie. Everything that comes directly from the nature without any artificial change should be clean. So eat as far as possible natural food. That means fruits, nuts, leaves, salads and things like that. You can eat raw. I'm sure in Venezuela you don't have any energy problem. But still you can save a lot of energy if you don't cook your food. See how practical yoga is. <laughs> it goes into your purse also. <laughs> of course, if you can't eat raw food, steamed food, or cooked as simple as possible. And liquids also, water is free. If you don't want water, you can take some juice. You can take some milk or buttermilk. Buttermilk. Huh? Hmm? Yeah. 
But instead of taking juice as juice, if you want to ferment it and drink it, it is expensive in either way. In every way. The plain grape juice is cheap, healthy. The same grape juice, when it ferments, it becomes wine. It becomes acid. Your body becomes acid. And your heads become acid. <laughs> and certainly people will label you as acid heads. Mm. And uh, you find it hard to see where is land and where is sky. Mm. You begin to fly. It's very expensive then. <laughs> the drink itself is expensive and the after effect brings more expense. So drink natural liquids. And now I come to the very, very important stuff. That's very necessary for us to live. Even without solids and liquids, we can live for a number of days. But never without air. Air is the most important thing for our life. And the most important thing is completely cheap and free. You have to pay a little more to your solid food, little less to your liquid food, and nothing for your air, which is very important. Because God wanted even the poorest man should live. So he, so he never charged for his air. Even if you decide to take a long deep breath, he's not going to send a big bill for you. But unfortunately, we don't want that free nectarine air. The life-giving air we don't want. Instead, we go to the shop and buy the life-killing poisonous nicotine and say, I'm inhaling now. You pay your hard-earned money for your poison 
while nectar is free. And certainly then you pay much more towards the after effect of those cigarettes. So yoga again asks you to lead a natural life and stay away from all these poisons so that your body can be more supple and free. I don't know how in your country whether the cigarette packets have warning or not. In America every cigarette packet has a warning from the Surgeon General who says it is hazardous to your health. And everybody knows that cigarette is not a tonic. Even the people who spend millions of dollars to educate you to smoke know that it's not good for health. You go to the schools and college to learn something by paying your money, but on your roads, without paying your money, you get a lot of educations in those big billboards. The big billboards say, come on, take a puff, cool, it naturally refreshes you. And they spend millions of dollars to make you smoke. And everyone knows smoking can easily produce cancer. So in a way I can say that they spend millions of dollars to produce cancer. And probably they spend thousands of dollars to cure cancer. Which will win, thousand dollars or million dollars? Unfortunately, even governments do not seem to have a say over these people. So in the name of yoga and religion, we should think of all these things and should not go and buy diseases with our money.
Now, some of you might wonder, yes, we know that these things are bad for our health, but we have got used to it, we are addicted to that, how can we get out of it? Here again yoga helps us. Here I particularly use the word yoga, not religion, because yoga has that unique capacity. Even though some of the yoga practices were found in every religion, they have almost forgotten now. If a person practices Hatha Yoga mainly, the yoga postures and breathing, he can eliminate all the toxins, free his body from the toxins, and then lose the craving. Because all these drugs and the craving for the drugs and smoke is caused by the toxins that already found room in our body. See, to make it clear, take the example of a person who has smoked a lot. Now he realizes that smoking is bad and he wants to quit. But he, there is a craving in him. That means there are two persons in the same entity. One person does not want to smoke, another person in him wants to smoke. And who is that another person who wants to smoke, who has the craving? That another person is your cells, part of the body that is already filled with the nicotine. Or in other words, the nicotine in you, which has already gone in you, wants more nicotine. Even though you do not want to smoke. And that's what you call craving. Then if you want to get out of the craving, you should push out, throw out all the nicotine that is already in you. 
lo que debemos hacer entonces es dotar todas esas nicotinas que están ya en el organismo. It is in this area yoga helps you tremendously. I'm just giving the example of nicotine, but in the same way, any kind of undesirable habit, any kind of craving in your system can be eliminated by yoga. It could be smoking or drinking or overeating or oversleeping. You simply start practicing Hatha Yoga and very soon you will see that the craving is going away by itself. I have many hundreds of proofs to say that they never worked hard to push out the cravings, but the cravings left them. And that is the reason why all over the globe people are getting into yoga for one reason or other. I have seen men and women even beyond the age of 80 beginning yoga at that age and feeling younger and younger every day. And they feel themselves alert always and they don't need any sort of pep-up for them to be alert. So at least for the sake of physical health we should get into yoga. It can eliminate all the toxins and it can put in new fresh energy, fresh life, fresh vitality in your system. And now coming to the mental side of the individuals. So far I have been mainly talking about the physical side. I'll say something about the mental side now. Now, what is mental disease then? As in the case of the physical ease, 
and losing the ease to become disease mentally also you were at peace but certain things disturb your peace and you lose it así como en el cuerpo uh, la salud se perdió por ciertas prácticas que nos trajo la enfermedad así también la paz mental por ciertos disturbios la hemos perdido y se, se nos ha escapado all our wrong desires disturb our mind like anger greed hatred lust and that is why every religion begins with some of the injunctions where you are asked to follow a certain moral discipline take for example in the beginning of the bible god has given the laws all those ten law ten laws were given by god to moses we call them the ten commandments what are they simple moral codes thou shall not kill thou shall not lie thou shall not steal similar to that without following these things there is no religion in our life possible somehow in the present day religion has just got into certain buildings and reading scriptures and becoming mechanical rituals but forgetting the basic truth we conveniently twist the scriptures to our comfort if the scripture says thou shall not kill we interpret as thou shall not murder and we give a meaning murder means only murder your fellow men or human beings and not the animals you can kill an animal but you cannot kill a man because that's murder if you kill a man 
you are put into the courts. If you kill an animal, there's no court here for that. But there is God's court always. Hmm? He puts you in prison by creating problem in your own system. See how we easily modify the scriptures to our comfort. When the Jewish people read their Torah, they were asked to sacrifice animals. But what Torah meant was to sacrifice their animalistic tendencies. The animal in you. But they conveniently brought some animals from outside and sacrificed it. <laughs> At the same time we say God created everybody equally and we are all fellow beings, brothers and sisters. And we say if I kill a sacrifice a goat, God will bless me with the key to heaven. It sounds like the older brother catches hold the younger brother, chops his head off to please his own father. How can the all-merciful father will tolerate these things and say, you are killing one of my own child to satisfy me? So probably we should ask our own conscience what is right and what is wrong. It is the undesirable feelings or desires to satisfy the senses. We do all these wrongs. They are all based on the ego or selfishness. Just to satisfy my selfishness, I can do anything I want. I can steal, I can borrow, I can murder, I can do everything. Just to 
But unfortunately, in the very same name of cross, we cross each other and fight. Two groups who believe in the same Jesus, who read the same Bible, kill each other. It's not because the prophet was wrong or the scripture was wrong, but the people, they interpreted it to their own selfishness.